Welcome to Thaver Sound Swine, the podcast hosted by experts from the swine sector to help you optimize piglet management. Hello, everybody. Today's guest is Karina Mikkelsen. Originally from Denmark, Karina has been successfully working with pigs for over 20 years. Karina is a city girl, and her family do not have a history of working on farms. However, she has always loved being around animals and enjoys the country lifestyle. So, when she finished school, she decided to continue her education, specializing in farming. She began her farming training in 1997. She has been working with purebreed sows for over 10 years and with production sows for 11 years. She's been leader of a stable for the past 18 years. However, in 2018, she stopped working in the stable because of a bad back and shoulder. Working in the stable is a physically hard job, and so many years of hard work have taken their toll on her body. Although she's no longer able to work in the same way at the stable, Karina started out as an advisor, thus enabling her to continue working in the stable's environment that she so loves. In 2020, she started her own company, Hands-On Advisory, where she collaborates with a close-knit team of staff. Karina prefers actually working to just talking about work, so we're lucky to have her with us today to share some of her expertise. Let's give a warm welcome to Karina Mikkelsen. Karina, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Today's podcast deals with the sow before farrowing and the healthy sow after farrowing. Farrowing is a term that's specific to the action of giving birth in pigs, and farrowing management actually begins month before the piglets are born. What breed of sows are you more familiar with in your daily work? Uh, I'm, yeah, you know, you're sure about the breeding uh, animals in Denmark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are having uh, Jenny's genetic and we have uh, Danbred animals uh, in Denmark. Uh, like everybody knows in nearly the whole world, I think, because many talk about Danish breeding. <clears throat> they mm-hmm. have uh, many alive born. They have uh, around 18 to 19 <clears throat> alive born. So it's just animals that uh, we're working with here in Denmark. Yes. We have some few farms with a uh, tropic north wine, but it's not so, so many yet. It's more the other race that we're working with. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing with the sow when she enters into the farrowing section? The most important is that she come into a uh, stable in a good condition. She may not be uh, fat. If she's too fat, then uh, she's difficult for her to give birth. Uh, she will have many dead born. She is really mm-hmm. easy to squeeze the pigs and she don't milk so good. So we need to make sure that she have a good condition. She should have around uh, 16 millimeter back fat scan when you scan mm-hmm. her fat. Uh, on that uh, level, then she will be a good milking sow. She will be in a good shape. And then we have to make sure that she come into a clean uh, barn that is mm-hmm. uh, hot and dry and ready yes. to she can come in and give birth. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And how many days before farrowing do you recommend to enter the sow? Normally, uh, we have a law in Denmark that says seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we can see if she's coming in uh, four to five days before, it's better because uh, she has some more exercise in the gestation. It's much better that she's in good shape when she comes in. If you put her in uh, too uh, <coughs> early, so around eight days, ten days, it's like she gets lazy. 
<laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and then she will also have problems to give birth. So uh, we have uh, found out that four to five days is a good day to put her in because then she will also not be so stressed. So she will calm down and get used to her new um, environment where she is. Yes, she'll be able to be relaxed and happy and comfortable yeah, yeah, before it all happens. Yeah, no stress. Rather like a mother who goes into hospital a few days before giving birth. Yeah, exactly. Plenty of time to acclimatize and to enjoy the new surroundings. And then when it all happens, it's not stressful for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Karina, what is the amount of food that should be given to her before farrowing? I imagine that it's a greater amount because of the great pressure that her body's under. Yeah, and uh, the, uh, in Denmark we have many alive born, like as I said before. So we have to make sure that she have energy enough uh, to give birth to all these pigs. She born often over 20 pigs, 21 pigs, 22 pigs. Uh, and when a sow have give birth, it's the same like she just run a marathon. That she just been running 42 kilometers. So she need a lot of energy before she starts to born. But she may also not have too much food. Because then, uh, then she can also not born. So it's a it's a balance of how much food. But normally we say that um, she's going to have uh, uh, seven liter food uh, for one day over the whole day over twelve hours. She will have seven liter food, um, mm-hmm. and the day before she should give birth, we're going to reduce it to five liter food. So yes. if we know she's going to born the 2nd uh, December, then the 1st December, we will put her on 5 liter food. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is uh, split in three times feeding. So 5 mm-hmm. liter divided with 3, then this is how much food we are giving them uh, before fairing. So we make sure that she empty her stomach and it will be easy for her to, uh, to born. And then, of course, straw is a very good idea for her. So if I've understood correctly, then actually having uh, an emptier stomach helps her to give birth. Yeah, it helps. A little bit more space for everything to move around. Yeah, if she get too much food, it's very easy. Uh, you can take the temperature on the sows when they finish farrowing, and you may maximum have 10% of the sows who have give uh, farrowing that can have fever. If you have mm-hmm. more than 10%, it's because you give them too much food. Because the food uh, is creating a high fever on them. Yes, and that's probably not good for neither for the sow nor for the young piglets. Yeah, and the milk production and everything is really, really bad. It's bad style on, on everything. So it's important to cut the food down just before she's about to give birth. Yeah, it is important. And what are the tasks and jobs that need to be done once she's farrowed? Could you list these perhaps and maybe explain them to us? Yeah. Now I visit many farms and I have also many uh, students and practicants when I come around. And uh, I always say in the stable, what is the most important? What is the most important in the stable? And everybody say, ah, it's the piglets. And the piglets is not the most important. The most important is the sow. And I said to them that we have to treat the sow like a princess. We have to do everything for her. And when she has given birth, it's here it's starting that we have to do everything for her. So make sure that she has the best start on her milk production. So in the morning when uh, you have newborn, then there will be one person who take the box with medicine and temperature and go in and take the temperature on all the newborn sows. They do that the first two days. And then we give painkiller uh, for the pain <clears throat> because the sows can have some after contraction when she's finished born. And that's why this painkiller is important. So when you give the painkiller, then she will have a better blood circulation in the whole body. 
and they will mm-hmm. also do that uh, she will be easier when your feet then she will be standing up because it takes 15 to 20 minutes before the painkiller is working and mm-hmm. uh, then you have the effect on it when she has been eating she can lay down again and then she's ready to take the pics and give them milk so uh, we try not to use so much medicine uh, here in Denmark we use uh, more painkiller and then check yes. uh, the temperature on the sows. Yes, because I imagine it's not beneficial to have too much medicine for the sow. It's not no, good for her no. system. Yeah, it's and not good and it's not, not good for anybody. Not good for the piglets either. And no, no. General, and also not what nature intended. So I suppose that you're there to, to help nature but not to, uh, to impose so much. Yeah, exactly. And then we give straw again. We give straw again after birth the first two three days and it's because we try to help the sow to start up her stomach again because the mm-hmm. stomach can be a little bit stuck after she gives birth. Mm-hmm. And what's the most important thing about her first few days after farrowing? It's make sure that she's uh, eating the amount of food that we uh, want her to eat and give her straw and then follow her condition. Um, touch her tits. Is it hard? Mm-hmm. Is it hot? Uh, what's going on. The first three days is so important to follow her uh, step by step. Um, and it's not because you have to give her a lot of food, because this mm-hmm. can also do that she produce too much milk. And then you also have a bad situation. So you have to give her this amount of food what the sow is asking for. So I would say there's no receipts how much food in the beginning. Uh, just slowly start, maybe talk about 100 gram, 200 gram more. Uh, on mm-hmm. each feeding, but it has to start slowly because too much milk and the pigs cannot drink it, then you mm-hmm. have a bad situation because then she will have fever again and then yes. you have hungry pigs. Yes. So it's kind of trying to strike a balance, I suppose, between the, um, the right amount so that she has enough milk but not too much. Yeah, exactly. To avoid both hungry piglets and infections. Yeah, because it's so it's so sensitive, and if you if you give too much food, then you create the fever, and then you have a really bad situation because then you start to have yeah dead pigs, diarrhea, uh, sow get more sick. Uh, it's a bad situation. Then you have to change, take the pigs out, put bigger pigs in. There's so much work in this, so it's uh, and I like I normally say that I'm born a little bit lazy, so uh, mm-hmm. it's better to do it in the right way the first time, so you're not <laughs> yes. extra extra work. <laughs> And of course, if it all starts spiraling out of control, it's it's better to prevent rather than cure, and just not yeah. go down that, not go down <laughs> exactly. that track if possible. Yeah, exactly. And what are the ways to check, I suppose, to see that she's milking correctly? Um, when you look for for the piglets, because you go into the pen every day and look for the piglets, it's so important to you know uh, make massage on her tits to feel about how her tits is feeling uh, and look in her eyes uh, is she drink water enough a sow drink 40 to 60 liter water uh, every day in the farrowing section every day she drink 40 to 60 liter it's a lot but it's yes. also doing that she produce good milk so if she's not drinking enough milk or we can you can see ah she's not standing up so much then it's important to put the pigs into the into the corner where they have to sleep and then help her push the water out. Just that he see hear the sound of water, then she start to react. And if she's just feel a little bit not comfortable, then she's not drinking the water that we wish. So the water is really important uh, to get make sure that she's milking good. And then some straw 
the first uh, three to four days is also really good for her. Yes. And could you give us some tips about uh, what to do with the sow in the farrowing unit? Uh, with the sow, let's get it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Would you please be able to give us some tips about uh, things that you can do with the sow in the farrowing unit? So how to handle her, how to move around her, things that you need to do, things that maybe you need to avoid doing, uh, common mistakes to make. Yeah, there's not so there's not so many mistakes. There's there's some mistakes that people uh, do. They are moving around the sows when they make the foster sows. Um, mm-hmm. This is a bad idea. When you first have uh, it been putting the sow into a pen, then the best would be to leave her there to see going to weaning. Uh, every time you do something around her, the moving her, uh, yeah, she gets sick, she gets stressed, and every time she do that, then she will have a negative effect on the milk production. Mm-hmm. So uh, put her in there, treat her like a princess, make sure she has water enough, check the water level, give her some straw. If she's not feel so comfortable, then try to give her some painkiller, not all this medicine, and then you'll see a good milking sow. Mm-hmm. And is there any other advice that you would give to people who are perhaps looking to improve their technique? No. It's the sow. For me, it's the sow is the most important. Um, this will come in the next postcard. How we're going to do? Because uh, this, there's not there's not so much work with the sow if you just do it correct. But you really just have to uh, you know treat her like a princess. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at how how she's sleeping. If she sleep a lot of uh, on the tits, then it's a bad idea um, not to do anything. Because if she sleep on the tits, then it can't be because she has some pain. Um, so all this what you can go and make observation how she is, especially in the beginning. Uh, when I go around in the in the parent section and uh, with all the newborn, I look so much uh, how the sows acting. Mm-hmm. Are they are they stressed? Are they much? Are there a lot of attention on me? Are they laying only on the stomach and don't want to give milk? Um, so all the small observations is really good idea. But often uh, the painkiller is the gold <laughs> to use because uh, then you will not um, see so many sick sow. Take it in, uh, take it before she gets sick. That's really important. Yes. And are there any personal experiences or anecdotes that you've had that you'd like to share with our viewers? If you have a stomach feeling that these things is not so good, then do something about it. Act quickly. Yeah, act quickly. If there's a, a gut feeling that something's wrong, then don't hesitate, just uh, act on it. Yeah. Now I've been working with uh, the pure breeding animal for 10 years and uh, these animals, you don't have any choose, uh, choice. You have to uh, do something right away. If you can see that there's something wrong, then you have to do it because they are so sensitive for everything. And uh, the risk that maybe uh, the sow is dead the next day is really high when you work with that animal. And I start all these years, when I started in 97 to work with pigs, I start with the pure breed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I learned on the hard way how to uh, work with these animals. And I also learned that if you have a bad stomach feeling about something, then you have to do it today. Because tomorrow you will regret because tomorrow is dead. <laughs> so the faster you're acting on the things when you see something, not say, oh, it can wait for tomorrow, it can wait for tomorrow. No, no, no. It's not that's that way you make 40 pigs on each hour every year or make a mortality on a 10%. It's because you do something on it before you go yes. home. 
If you have a gut feeling about something, act on it. Act on it immediately and be very attuned to the needs uh, of your sows. Yeah, exactly. So this Karina, is so important. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. It's been a real pleasure to chat with you today. And I look forward to hearing uh, from you again soon on our second podcast coming up shortly. You're welcome. Thank you again. Have a lovely day. Goodbye. Bye-bye. That was Karina Mickelson talking about the sow before farrowing and on the healthy sow after farrowing. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and don't forget to follow us so you can listen to our next episode.